I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey everyone, it's Malls. Welcome to episode 59 of Please Advise. Uh, Christina Lopez, what's going on, girl? Nothing much since the last hour and a half you asked me, but I guess it's been a week since the listeners, so maybe I'll make something up. I saw a unicorn yesterday. Shut up. The entire family is evacuated for the summer. He's walking <laughs> dogs for Labor Day. Jackson's getting his life somewhere, probably like at the Tal Las Vegas pool, like fucking like getting his dick sucked by nine different guys. Uh, no, Chrissy isn't seriously. Chrissy has disrespected me for the last goddamn time. She got out of pocket on an email exchange this weekend. And I told her not only is she fired from the podcast, but I hope she never comes back from New York. She's living there right now doing social media for someone. Yes. So we we miss all our uh, lovely mini babies that we have on our podcast. You miss them? I feel relieved. Uh, I miss like having a punching bag. I do have to tell you I miss Chrissy. And I miss Jackson. B, I see, I, I see her more frequently. But Jackson, I feel, has been far away from me lately. And um, I'd like him to come home to me, please. Come home to us, Jackson. 
Chrissy was very cute. She offered to watch Wags when she gets back. Like as if she thinks that's our only, like the only tenant of our relationship is that sometimes she stays with Wags. It made me actually feel sad. Chrissy, if you're listening to this, she doesn't listen to this podcast, by the way. She doesn't know she works here. She doesn't even know there's a podcast. She just thinks I'm a fucking crazy lady who talks into a microphone four hours every every two weeks. What does that um, make me? (laughs) I'm <laughs> a serious enabler. Um, Accurate. I know. No, actually, you're not an enabler. You'd be the first. I did realize, though, you have a terrifying video of me. When did you send me that video? <laughs> Again, recently. Christina has a video of me from I dug a lost that up. night. I, I, was, dug, I dug that up because we talked about it on a mini episode that I'm never getting around to releasing at some point. Am I singing sloppy peasant tits? Is that what I'm singing? No, you're saying like my mouth tastes like cupcakes. My mouth tastes no, like No, my. Or pizza or something like that. I don't I don't know I was uh Christina brings out my musical side so this is uh all very exciting you guys we have a cool guest today I just met him very recently his name is Ryan Hunter he's a musician hi how are you I'm doing well how are you I'm pretty good what did you do this weekend uh it's not over yet oh yeah I guess we're filming right right it's but it is kind of over yeah Saturday night the weekend's basically over well then then that sucks because I have I haven't done anything exciting yet Oh, you haven't? No, I mean, I, wa- I watched a documentary last night and ate ramen. That's not exciting. Um, that's I've, the most exciting night of I've ever heard. Of. That's feel, like cool now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know it's what like my plan eating is? Netflix and watching and whatever that hashtag was. Yeah, that yeah. Was like code for. That's I love up. that people think they figured out Netflix and chill. By the way, fuck you. Every loser has been inviting girls over to watch movies and feeling their tits since they were VHSs. You guys suck. All right, I'm so tired of people thinking they're original. <laughs> Fuck off. We all lost our virginities because someone's mom let us shut the door. Okay? Fuck That's off. That's true. Uh, dude, anyway, sorry. That was really no, that's, unreasonably that was a good angry. Um, but this is what's... I, it's, it's seeing... All right, I went out last night. I, I uh, tied one on, as I do, usually Sweet. on Fridays. I was... I was a woman of the world last night. I ran into a lot of people. I really, as my mom and I say, we I went to America last night. That's what's like, up. I just got my freedom. Yeah. And it was it was really great. That's what's up. Sometimes you have to do that. But tonight, this is my plan. I'm going to um, get my book. I've been reading um, So You've Been Publicly Shamed by John Ronson. Okay. Are you familiar with his work? I'm not. I don't know you well, but I think that you would like his work. He's very smart and cool and funny, and his writing is like... Is he a comedian or just a writer? He's like a... Um, he writes nonfiction, specifically like sociocultural, like specific things. So he wrote about like um, The Psychopath Test was a book he wrote, which oh, was where okay. he really investigated like psychopaths. Yes, then, yes, yeah. I remember reading about that book. I never read it, but I know It was I'm a segment on This book. American Life too. Okay, maybe I know it from there too. Yeah, he has this like romantic, creepy British voice. Uh, And uh, yeah, his book, new book, So You've Been Publicly Shamed. Do you remember that girl, Justine Seiko or whatever, the girl that tweeted like, going uh, to Africa? Okay, so I read an article. I don't know why I've read so much about this dude's books, but actually haven't bought one yet. But yes, and it's the whole, I read the story you know, everything post that whole incident and everything. And it's awful. Like, it's it's absolutely awful. I must have been sleeping when that happened. I remember really? hearing rumblings of it after, but uh-huh. I must have been sleeping when that whole thing happened. It's this girl's life right. is a fucking disaster. Yeah. And when I think about the things that I say, like, oh, I wrote you an inappropriate joke in an email today. And as I was sending it, 
I said to Christina, I started laughing and I was like, I just sent an email that could ruin my life. Right. And like that is something that I do all the time without thinking. Now, totally. Granted, I also, I think that because I have a little bit of an audience, she had no audience. She had 170 people. Because I have a little bit of an audience, I feel like people also give me a break. I feel like people who are supposed to be talking in public or think they should and people listen to them. Say things knowing that they're going to get the benefit of the doubt a little yeah. bit. Well, or, plus the fact that like your style and what you put out there is kind of like of the vibe that you're not this PC person. You know what I mean? Like you're not you're not a, a public figure that's a politician or something like that that's constantly has to monitor themselves. You know what I mean? I mean, what she said was really appalling, but at the same time, it brings up the question of like. Just because you're a private citizen and like you have 170, I mean, she did have a job. At, she did have a job at a very public company in totally. media. That was stupid. Right. But for someone in media, she did not have a particularly prolific online presence. No. And I think it really raises a question like who has the right to like make jokes or to say things? And that's actually started to really bother me the more I thought about it. Because I was like, oh, everyone just decided she doesn't have the right to make this joke. It's more than the fact that she made it. It's right. that she it's like, who are you to make this joke? Right. As if is so that that means that I guess there's some allowances. You know, for me, it's like I think in these situations you have – I don't know why no one pays attention to the idea of like was the joke funny or, or not. Right, Cause right. Because like, to me when I read it, like when the whole thing first happened, I was just like, well, that's not a funny joke. That's just that's just stupid. Like that's just – no one's laughing at that joke. It's right. It's poorly executed and it's just bad. You know it's what I mean? It's garish. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's not even like laughing at it for shock value or whatever. Like it's just a dumb joke. Right. So – it's just like, ha, 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 white privilege. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and I've seen comedians do things that mock white privilege or whatever, and they're talented. They're talented comedians. Like, sure. no one ever assesses that element of it. It's just like, can we put you on the cross or can we not put you on the cross? You know what right, I mean? Right, like, right, right. Which is weird. You know, it's it's a weird thing. Yeah, I think, like, we do have, like, un- unofficial, like, people elected to say things that totally. no one else is supposed to say and everyone else is supposed to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Which is that, I mean, that is, I don't know, that's something about that seems wrong to me. Totally. But it's probably not. It's weird. It's the type of thing. There's no written rules on it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's, it's it's where where you draw those lines is is really difficult. You know what I mean? It's really it's really difficult to to figure out where where you draw them. You know? I I feel like no one wants to hear my opinion on politics, and I guess what I can gather from this is that no one felt that they needed to hear Justine's thoughts on white privilege. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think that's what I think that's my takeaway. But I, I, I mean, I was horrified for the girl because I was unaware, and to just like come into it from this perspective where I didn't know. It, I also listened to Monica Lewinsky's TED Talk. Did you hear that? No, I haven't. Uh, but that was covered in this article, so I think it must have been an article that was like kind of just going over all that that stuff. And now, and now the Ashley Madison thing is very similar too, because like all these dudes who yeah. Just, at one time put in their email to this database, maybe never even looked at anything or did anything. Did you, I knew, you I know? knew a lot of people. So did friends of mine. Yeah. You know? But really what do you know though? Mind. You know what I mean? Like what did anybody know? I mean, all, all I can say is I've signed up for so many stupid things on the internet over the years. And like a lot of people, it was like their email address from years ago. Like I'm like, she doesn't even use that email address anymore. And also right. that's like her real name. So like, obviously she's not out here trying to hide. Right. So, 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, it, one thing that they said, one thing that Monica Lewinsky said in her thing where she was just coming out and she was like, I was one of the first instances of someone who was publicly shamed online. And this is really like her story was right. the first like thing that was like a viral shaming. Right. And one thing she said is that, um, for some reason she was shocked when she heard it, but she said that, uh, someone said that shame and humiliation is a more strongly felt emotion than happiness or sadness. And I went to that, I thought about it and I was like, you're absolutely right because happiness and sadness is a very fleeting, but shame is something that's so embroiled in a person. And like you can, the people like, it's very hard to forgive yourself when you fucked up. I totally. don't Are you, were you raised religious at all? Oh my God. Yes. What, of what world? Uh, I, I went to a private Catholic high school. I was raised, uh, Catholic. Roman Catholic. Yeah. We're in a whole, we're in a room. Where are you from? I'm from, we're both from New York. The, oh, we had a little bonding moment. Although I'm Long Island. Island. I shouldn't say New York. I am specifically from Long Island. It's important to make that distinction. What distinction part of Long Island? So, yeah, you're supposed to, you can't. See, I could get in trouble for just saying New York if I'm from Long Island. Oh, really? Do, yeah, you're not yeah. allowed to do that. Oh, yeah. I She does. She calls me out from because I'm from a suburb 20 minutes from Boston, but I right. shorthand it because I don't think See, anyone that's, cares. That's it. No, people get. I knew somebody from Framingham and she used to say I'm from Boston. Yeah. And she would get shit for it. Yeah. You know? I, I've had people who say they're from New York and I'm like, oh, I'm from New York. We're part of New York. Or yeah. Are you from? And they right. go, oh, well, actually, I'm from New Jersey. And I'm just like, oh, that's don't crazy. Do that. I mean, it's really like with New York, I get it because culturally it's like the greater state of New York, like upstate New right. York, might as well be a different country Completely. from the five boroughs. Absolutely. And then Long Island, same thing. It's like we're, you know, the differences between those three places are so much greater than even like, you know, I don't know, a, a ton of, you know, places that are right next to one another and are larger within the United States, like dead center of it. You know, I will tell you, though, Poughkeepsie can shut it down. <laughs> Those kids right. have, uh, they, they fucking okay. know how to party. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I had a uh, cousin mm-hmm. come stay with the fam for um, for a summer. That was a lost summer. I'll tell you, I picked up and moved to Los Angeles two months into that summer because we just upstate got upstate New Yorkers, man. We had yeah. guys buying us lobster like every night. And I was like, Stephanie, how are you doing this? And she's like, I'm like, there's like good family friends. Like I grew up with my whole life. All of a sudden, these guys are taking us up to lobster dinners. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like Stephanie, Poughkeepsie knows what's up. So anyway, um, uh, shout out to Poughkeepsie randomly. So you were raised Catholic. Do you, this was my experience with this and it's a very recent, because we know, we know all the basics. Sure. Sure. The guilt, um, shame, no sex, your body's a bad place. Got it. One recent realization I had about Catholicism was that when people my whole life would say God, I would get freaked out. Like I was afraid. Like I was like, he's looking at me and he's mad. Oh, really? (laughs) I... Yeah, my when I would hear the word God, it always had a very negative association for me. Interesting. And it changed because I was watching Beyonce's terrible documentary, God Bless Her, but it's no good. And um, when she was looking at the waterfall with Jay-Z and she said, that's God. And I was like, who looks at a waterfall and thinks of God? And then I was like, oh, Molly, God made nature like what like he's not at what and then I had this whole moment where I was like why did I grow up thinking this thing that's like this resource that's always been there for me is a terrible thing yeah I don't know I didn't necessarily grow up the same way thinking that like God was the problem I was always 
I was the problem and like what I was doing was bad or I was, I was no, the problem because God same knew I was the problem. Gotcha. I yeah. never you I fear. never looked at God as like kind of like a he was always very benevolent for me or she or it right. wasn't a, but always a benevolent thing. Not that I believe in it anymore because yeah. I'm kind of an atheist, but yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, I I definitely grew up heavy on the the moral end of things. Like there I think the God that I was introduced to like when I was younger and in high school was forgiving, but very judgmental, not even judgmental. Like it was more the fact that like, yeah, he's forgiving because we're all fucking up. Yeah, all the no, time. I know. Like it was like, it, yeah, it was like the reminder of like, you need to believe in this and you need to be a part of this because we're all always fucking up. So the only thing you could do to fix that is constantly be serving this deity. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like that. That was the way I grew up on it. But everything. See, what was interesting, what I, I have this theory that like, because to be honest, I didn't reject, I rejected it and then I bought way into it as far as Catholicism is concerned. I was a super lost teenage kid, you know, I hated my school, I hated everything and had a brother at the school kind of like bring me under his wing and like saw that I was like a smart kid. So I like straight up drank the Kool-Aid. But the thing that's interesting is that if you're in like a fragile state, and this is this goes for Scientology. This goes for anything. If you're in a fragile state, if you can come up, if you can give somebody something that has this set of answers and guidelines for those feelings to like right. feed that irrationality, that's gonna provide them with comfort. And you could call it whatever you want. You know what I mean? I mean but that's why it was invented so that people didn't kill so themselves, didn't, right? So you didn't feel so lost. <laughs> so you know, there was a point. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's just so interesting how different religions and different denominations. Will, of religion will play into different fears based on what they are. When and what what's really fucked up is that it's the people doing them and not even the actual scripture or text in the first place. You right. know what I mean? Like these denominations of Catholicism that are so focused on homosexuality or all this other shit. And it's like if if you're to really know what you're talking about, no one gives a shit. You know what I mean? There's so many other things to worry about within the context of that religion. Our know? new Pope's supposed to be kind of chill, right? Yeah. That's, no, he totally Yeah, that's is. the idea. Yeah. He cool. just he just put out a whole doctrine about um the environment, which to me was something I was like kind of asking myself forever was it's just like, why are we focusing on what gay people are doing in their bedroom when the earth is just not going to fucking be yeah. here. Like. Yeah. I well, I went to Boston College, which is a Jesuit university, and the Jesuits are very, like, left-leaning for that world. Right. Um, one of my professors was actually called the porn priest because he was Sweet. a priest that lobbied for pornography to be considered a legitimate form of filmmaking. He wanted to teach it. Um, he is also a mean man. Um, but uh, when I was in <sighs> college, I remember waking up, one morning getting a call from my mom saying, I don't want you going to school today. And I was like, okay, why? She was like, uh, I'm afraid you're going to get hurt. Like the archdiocese is stepping down, um, like the cardinal stepping down. And I went to school feet away from St. John's Seminary, which was a place that housed a lot of the priests that were accused of these awful things. Oh, wow. Boston College, in turn, bought the uh, seminary because Uh the church was in such debt. So a lot of people – I worked in fundraising for school. A lot of people stopped supporting the school around that time because the messages were totally crossed. Like, while we were all taught to be, you know, God-fearing Christians or whatever, I think that a lot of people couldn't reconcile the fact that this, like, 
educational place that so many people have given money to for so long and has this amazing like history of sports and like community and family and I'm a legacy like I had a really hard time reconciling our, our school getting the Catholic Church out of debt for a bunch of like pedophile priests that yeah. really bummed me out yeah. and that's what I started to have a more healthy attitude about moving away from right my because I think I felt a lot of guilt and like definitely after my grandparents passed away I didn't feel the need to keep up the act as much sure and yeah I don't know for me, and I just realized that we both went to Catholic colleges, Molly. Yeah. Where did you go? I went to St. John's oh, University. Oh, that's right. You told me that. Yeah. Right, right. I had a completely different experience with my Catholicism because I was always all in. And then, and when I was in college, I actually like tried to adhere even harder. Like I went to church almost every Sunday. I fasted for Ash Wednesday and on Fridays after for Lent. I think actually like even when we met, you yeah. were still... I was still kind of hardcore yeah. about it. Um, and then... At some point in my mid-20s, I realized that the reason why I was doing it, um, I had gone my whole life never feeling that feeling that people feel that God is with them. Right. Um, and acknowledging that, like, that warmth or whatever that keeps people into religion, like, or right. like, hearing his, their, his or her voice or... And I had gone it all in because I was searching so hard. I, maybe if I devote myself, you would click. Yeah, right. I would hope it it would click, or I would it would something would stick for me. It's like meditating when you're like sitting there wondering the whole time you're meditating when the meditating's gonna start. Yeah, right. Like, like I get it. I get. Y yeah, I yeah. It. And so um, I thought I was just going through a dark night of the soul when I was starting to have a doubt about whether or not God existed. And then I remembered I was listening to um, This American Life in the car and it was a comedian. I can't remember her name, but she used to be in SNL. And it was she was talking about how her brother got diagnosed with cancer. And then two months later, she got Julia diagnosed. Julia Sweeney. Was Julia her? Sweeney. Okay, that's yeah. who it was. And she was talking about how she de started devoting herself again to Catholicism and was taking Bible classes. And she's like, none of this shit makes any sense. Right. <laughs> like nothing in the uh, in the Old Testament. When made I sense. was a kid, I would just turn my wheels on the mud all day long, like about I'd be like, but wait, so why do they baptize babies? Because and then because they're sinners, like, but they didn't do anything. Like, I just right. be like, but they're brand new. Like, they literally haven't done anything. Like, right. what? They didn't steal or something. I couldn't have wrapped my head around the concept of it. Yeah. And so for me, I was like, okay. At that point, I was like, well, maybe I'm not Catholic, but I still kind of might believe in God. And and then I just had that realization where it's just like, I'm never gonna feel it. It's never gonna happen. And. I actually felt better knowing that, like, this is the only life that we have, so I have to live it to the fullest extent. And um, I'm never – I'm good enough for myself. I have to be good enough for myself not to please anybody else. Right. And that gave me more sense of peace than ever having – than I ever did when I had religion yeah. in my life. Absolutely. Yeah. That makes I mean, sense. Thank you no, for no. sharing that. Yeah, that was. I, I and think also, I'm sad that I was your friend when you were having this like religious <laughs> crisis and you never vocal. I, this is why I always I said this on the last podcast. I've been saying this to her for years. Yeah. She'd drive herself to her own abortion, listen to this American life in the parking lot, and not tell anyone about it. <laughs> She wouldn't tell a, a fucking person. None of us would ever know. Yeah, but she I mean, she could be like, alone in pain for days. I'm totally okay with Dying. people believing in in any a higher power if they want to. Yeah, because I'm actually maybe kind of jealous that they have that experience, that sure. closeness. But sure. it's never it's never happened for me, and it's I've accepted that it's probably never gonna happen for me. Right. And so, atheism is what works for me. Right. So you know, that's it. No, <laughs> I'm like kind of Buddhist. 
Anyway, um, <laughs> it's got really heavy. Super heavy. I know we can't really. I mean, we've never discussed religion on this pod. I think no. we're always a, an ever evolving machine here. Um, I like that. Did you bring three reasons why you are qualified to give advice? On yeah, show? yeah. All right, why don't you give them to me? All right. So first and foremost, I've spent countless hours up late at night reading Wikipedia articles. So I am a wealth of unverified knowledge which well, is what is your hole usually like where do you start on wikipedia it's co- it's sort of random it's i mean you like you're watching something and you're like what the hell is that like what does that mean and you're like oh okay this is some random plant from south america that we don't have here and these bugs need it to survive let me click on this bug oh, and then shit. from there you know then you're just gone right yeah so i would say that's first second i have survived being looking into the eyes of a mountain lion so i feel like that in some way shape or form validates me being being here right yeah more info please i mean i did nothing that i'm supposed to to survive that encounter but i did come home and read wikipedia articles on what i should do next time so so there you go. I yes, think that's first, really good. First trip to California. Uh, I was looking for a surf spot and I just um, went into them, like was going through Big Sur and uh, was by myself and was just walking back. And then there was just a mountain. That's line. fucking Wait, terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Can I just, were you one of those Long Island surfer kids? Uh, I don't know. What does that mean? I'm not, uh, I'm not a piece of shit. So, <laughs> so probably not. So probably not. No, yeah. probably not. <laughs> what part uh, of Long Island are you from? I'm originally from Merrick, but I lived in Long Beach for the past like three years. Um, okay, what's Long number, Island? What's number Strong three? Island. Yeah. Uh, number three. Well, uh, excuse me. Um, I'm a musician and an artist, so I have years of emotional instability and uh, financial instability, and all the things that come with being an artist and a musician, right? So, did Brad tell you my <laughs> song title idea for you? No. He sent me one of your songs and it didn't have a title yet. And oh, he really? said, what do you think it should be called? And I said, well, it sounds like um, a song that you'd put over people having sex in a movie. So oh. I said he, he should just call it movie sex so people oh. know how to find it. That's really and he said bad. he'll probably want to call it something deeper than that. And I said, well, I, don't, well, I said, you asked me what I think. And that's what I think. No, so, I actually like that. I wish I wish he told tell me that. You that? No, yeah, he's fucked up. I've been telling him he's really what fucked up asshole. lately. That's Yeah, wow. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. So I have three questions for you. Cool. Um, one, what's the most embarrassing thing uh, you're willing to admit you enjoy? That I'm willing to admit I enjoy shit the most embarrassing. Anything I talk about is pretty embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying <laughs> to think like what's a, what's a terrible guilty pleasure. I'm just thinking of like food things right now, but that's not that interesting, you know? Yeah, do you like that like cheese that you have to microwave and pour out of styrofoam, like that kind of shit? No, that sounds terrible. Yeah, that just sounds like cancer. Fake cheese and stuff. Yeah. I don't like. Christina and I were, were, were this is where food stops. So you mm. don't even want to. We were both raised like whole milk, real butter. You only have margarine if you're poor and crazy. So you don't like a, you don't even like you know on a dark Saturday night like wasted you you're still just coming home and oh. giving yourself like a fantastic vegan. Oh, I'll surprise. Maybe bite it the fuck up. Oh, like, okay. But I'm just saying, I don't someone, do that. When I walk into okay. someone's house and I see a tub of margarine, I, yeah. I have to admit I am privately horrified. No, no, no. If they have like a tub of country crock, oh, on the no. counter. <laughs> say, I no, that's always terrible. There's always gonna be crumbs in the. 
fucking country crock. No, it's Because they awful. do the toast and the crumb. There's always crumbs in the country crock. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> There's always crumbs. That's my, you guys, fucking put that on a t-shirt. There you go. Sell it to America. That shit is actually plastic. Like it's one <laughs> element away from plastic on the periodic it's table. It's so bad. It's chemicals. Yeah. If you put it in the woods, like if you were to put a tub of that out in, in nature, no animal will touch it. I actually Real realized recently how crazy is it that I don't use all organic skincare stuff. Like why do I try so hard to improve upon my skin only to put chemicals on it? Yeah. Got to be careful. It's crazy. Especially those little plastic microbeads. That shit's terrible for you. Oh, totally. Well, I am Irish. I don't exfoliate. Are you Irish? Uh, no, I'm Italian. Oh, I love that. Oh, I don't think we've had an Italian king on here yet. <laughs> That's what Ed and I call I'm them. Long Island Italian. I love it. It's love it. I don't think we've had that yet. Fabulous. We are, we're always looking for new combos. Also, we should point out you're straight. Yes. Okay. I am straight. We like to hit, what, how old are you? I'm 28. All right, we've hit all the marks. We've had we haven't such had young a straight Italian on, such Long youthful males. No, we haven't. I mean, you know what? It does sound Amadio adjacent, actually. We have had an Italian king on here. Anyway, <laughs> continuing. What's your embarrassing thing? I don't know. I really don't know. Can I, can I come back to it? Can we yes. move on to the next one? Yes. I'll try to think of it subconsciously while we're doing other stuff. Okay, that means I have to think of another question. Okay. I'm sorry. What was the worst vacation you ever took? The worst vacation, Vegas with my family before I was of age <laughs> on my birthday. Oh, that's terrible. What did you do? The worst shit. So my, I was born January 1st. I'm January 10th. No way. Yeah. Crazy. So you're Caps. a Capricorn. Yeah. Hell yeah. All of us is January 8th. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. So my yeah, mom is so. January 18th. <laughs> yeah. So I don't give a shit about my birthday. I wish it wasn't January 1st, but I'm 28 years on this earth. I've gotten used to the fact that yeah, I yeah. share my birthday with a holiday. Oh, we're both holiday babies. I'm July 4th. Oh, yeah. Christina so you know doesn't the, even you know like the leave pain. the house yeah. on her B-day. Like, yeah, no, I don't, do, I don't do it either. Because yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it sucks. You know, when you do the New Year's celebration, like this is my birthday summed up in like one sentence. It's just, oh, happy New Year's. Pause. Oh, dude, happy birthday. Right, right. Like, that's my whole birthday yes. summed up. That's my thing with it, too. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's not going to be all about me? No. Fuck it. Yeah. Then it might as well not be at all No one's me. coming out to do anything on January No one got first. it worse, though, than those September 11th babies. Because yeah, they can't even be suck. happy about their birthday. My friend Kay was born on September yeah. 11th. You know, Kay Hanley. Um, I've heard of people doing, like, celebrating their half birthday. So, like, I would do July 1st, but I just can't get into it, so... I'm hoping being in LA, we can I can change the tradition in some way. But anyway, Brad and I are going to have a joint birthday party. You can get it, probably get in there. Sweet. When's I Brad's birthday? February twenty third. Oh, I want to have a February second birthday Groundhog's Day theme, and then when everyone's drunk at midnight, you get someone to come out dressed as a fucking groundhog and party with us. I back that. I, how does, fun does, is that? Does Bill Murray get involved in some way? I wish. That would be great. I don't think he'd give me the time of day. He might. You never know. What's something about your childhood that would surprise people? I was scared of everything. Though I guess that might not be that surprising to some people. Know I'll tell well. you this. It comes in handy because we're going to play a game with you called Do You Fear That? Okay. And it's a list of 50 fears. I believe you can find out a lot of, about someone. Right. All right, we'll get to do you fear that later in the show, but um, we're going to take our calls. Do you know what we cool. do here? I do. Just sad people. We tell them how to live their lives. Sweet. All right, cool. I like it. Hey, Miles. This is Liz calling back. I called earlier, but I got cut off. I got to shorten my story. Okay. So, anyway, I was calling about my my childhood best friend who recently moved away to New Hampshire. 
Um, she's always had a hard time in upstate New York. We're both 22, almost 23 years old. Anyway, so she moved away. She's been doing great. Missed her a lot. We've always kind of stayed in touch weekly, keeping each other updated on our lives, whatever. So when she moved away to New Hampshire, a couple months later, she comes out to me, tells me that she's gay, and I go up there and I throw her a big party. We're, like, totally celebrating her true self, all this stuff, super supportive from me, 100%. She tells her family that she's gay also about a month later. This is probably in December. Um, and they supported her, um, like a dream come true, easiest coming out I've ever heard of. Like, they were totally supportive, 100%. So she's, you know, dating these girls on and off, watching a lot of The L Word on Netflix, um, totally thriving in New Hampshire. Then in February, she meets this guy, and she tells me she's dating him and that They're very serious, and she's never felt this way about anyone. He's 24 and has two toddlers, two little girls, um, and living on his ex's couch. They work together. They're both temps, making $12 an hour. Um, They both didn't go to college. Um, Nikki has a couple community college credits under her belt, and she could finish if she wanted to. But anyway, so a month after dating, they move in together as well as these two little girls in Nikki's one-bedroom apartment. And I'm telling her that's not a good idea. Like, if you really are going to stay with this guy, you have to get a bigger place. Like, your building's going to evict you. You can't have four people living in a one-bedroom apartment. Like, come on. Anyway, so she tells me I'm not being supportive. She kind of backs off. I back off because I'm very opinionated just out of love, though. Like, I totally love her 100% like a sister, but so she told me about 15 weeks ago that she's pregnant and that she's never been happier, and I fucking freaked out on her and said, Nikki, you need to get an abortion, and I know that's mean to say, but I kind of panicked, and she got really mad at me, and we made up, and so we were talking, and so I kind of accepted this, that she's going to have a baby with this guy, and he's such a fucking loser. Like, she won't let me meet him because she knows that I'm not going to fucking like him, and she won't let her family meet him because she knows they're going to freak out, too. But she's having his baby. They're living in a one-bedroom apartment. apartment. I have to say, Liz, you are the shittiest fucking friend (laughs) I have ever heard in my life. You are a homophobic bitch. You're super judgmental. It's none of your fucking business. You sound terrible. I would move away from you and be gay too. I would too. I, you're like, oh, isn't it so cute? You're a little lesbian. Love your big lesbo dyke journey. Going to throw a party for all the dykes. Oh, look at how good your coming out party was. You shouldn't be with a guy. You had a good experience. I made you gay in my head. I accepted it. And now you're not that. And I'm angry. Fuck you. You're terrible. Of course, I've had friends get pregnant at times where I'm like, I wouldn't bring a child into the world at this point. But you know what? That's a lot of people like that. A lot of people just like to have kids and shut up and be normal. A lot of people like that. One bedroom, two bedroom, it's none of your business. I don't care if the guy's homeless. I don't care if your friend is running up the street, up and down the street, sucking homeless dicks, looking for crack money under every couch cushion she sucks a dick on. I don't care. I really don't care because I think you're wrong. I think you're terrible. Your friend sounds great. 
She sounds like a passionate woman living her life. Ryan, what do you think? Uh, I don't think you can tell anybody you need to get an abortion. I don't think that's like an okay. No, it's she's the worst friend ever. Like she's a, a um like a dictionary of bad things to say to someone. Like that's what she's like a reference yeah. manual. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, I don't think that's a sentence that should ever leave. I can't. I'm trying to think of like an instance where it's like, oh no, then it's okay to say you need an abortion. But I can't really think. Of I was one. talking I about this because it's not your decision. Because the thing is, she's make. like what 22 or 24. Uh, yeah, and she so. admitted yeah. that it was a shitty thing to say, but yeah. on the other hand, like you just never say shit like that. Yeah, you can't say. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't. I think there's a lot of people in the world who I wish didn't have kids, and Maybe a lot who I hope asks don't. You. But yeah, but still, like you're, you can't. It's not. It's not your vagina. I mean, Fat Tony and I you were talking about this in the last pod, and I was saying that like I don't yeah. even think guys really get to tell their girlfriend a lot of no. time what they think. No, definitely not. Even not. like. I don't even think this is, I mean, you're allowed to have an opinion, but I would say this is an arena, as we were discussing earlier, where your opinion isn't really appreciated. Yeah. Uh, and I think that when it comes to, I mean, of course, if you're asked, but I don't think you're ever supposed to volunteer to someone that they should terminate a pregnancy. Yeah. That's fucked. Yeah, like, no, look, just because so. it's an option doesn't mean we should rally behind it first and foremost. Yeah. I re- I, it's fucked. Look, if she's happy, let her be happy. You sound terrible. Go find some more terrible people to hang out with. She sounds great. I want to hang out with her. Give me your number. Stop listening to this podcast. I'm over you. Next call. Hey, Malls and the crew. What's up? You guys are the best. I love what you guys do. Um, basically, I'm calling to ask you guys about, um, well, your advice on um, I've been single first and I stopped drinking alcohol because I kept um, getting like black out wasted and hitting on guys and then like going home with them and having sex with them and not remembering anything about it Um, and I'd like kind of know them so it wasn't like complete random people or anything like that and like uh, pretty much happened over the summer. It was like a wild, weird summer. And um, I've hung out with most of them again. Only one guy completely blew me off. And it was like a learning experience or whatever, but not quite because I continued to do it. And now I'm not drinking because I didn't like how I kept um, following these behavior patterns that would make me feel sad and were like, getting validation through dudes or whatever, like, and dudes I wouldn't be interested in sober, really, um, which is why I would usually end up stop, stopping talking to them, because, like, I just didn't have that, like, fundamental base, you know, thing that makes you want to keep seeing someone or like them or whatever, and so it's been, um, it'll be three weeks and a couple of days from now, no drinking, and um, now I'm kind of just trying to do my own thing and do all that stuff that you're supposed to do when you're single and, like, learning about yourself. So staying pot a lot, shopping. I'm obsessed with Zumba, so I work out a lot. Um, I like gardening and blah, blah, blah. Um, and just, I guess I'm asking, okay, so I'm not really into the whole online dating thing. I tried it, and I just didn't. I felt like it was weird. I don't really like taking selfies. Like, I feel like it's just not for me. I'm kind of, like, old school. I prefer, like, the serendipitous kind of 
you know, romance. And um, I guess what I'm asking is, like, do you think that that's all lost? Does that even exist anymore? Um, should I just give in and join Tinder or whatever? Because um, I don't really want to. But also, I mean, I know people meet in real life all the time, but I guess I don't know how do you do that and I think I'm afraid of getting rejected or something like that. Dating in general is weird. So, um yeah, please advise. What do you, what would you do? I don't know. Thank you. Ryan, I don't know about you. But I think that if you have to stop drinking because you keep blacking out and passing out your hole you are not above <laughs> online dating. You're not above online dating. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> if you literally had to quit booze because you were such a fucking first-rate whore that you couldn't live with yourself, really. I was. I. I just want to clarify. Like I was laughing at because I totally did not expect Molly to say passing out your your hole. Girl, I'm always good for a new one. I don't one. know if I would say. I don't know if I would call her. That's whore. what she feels like, though. That's why she had to stop. It's because yeah. she's not cool with her behavior. I don't think she's a whore. Get her life. I think that sounds great. There's a lot of girls that do that and call her and be like, oh, hey, I just do that all the time. Now I'm pregnant. So what? What do I do about that? No one will call being like, oh, should and I you quit wouldn't drinking? tell them to get an abortion. <laughs> no. One time again, actually, I think I actually have told people <laughs> on here to get an abortion. Maybe I should take that back. No, I can't. Maybe have floated the idea. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, I, 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 she sounds like she shouldn't. She sounds like she needs to do some self work. I, I mean, definitely, but I mean, I don't totally hate on the idea of you know, of cutting out booze for a minute. I think it would be smarter to be able to find, because like that's that's going to be an inevitably temporary thing. Like it's rare that someone's like okay especially at that age, to just cut it out and never touch it again. Oh, no, so I know. I think it's very smart for her not to be drinking. Right. But what would be even smarter would be, like, how, can I can I maybe find the middle ground between, like, being able to have a drink or two to take the edge off so that I can walk up to guy X and say, hey, what's up? Like, you know, and, right. and then be able to – because no one likes rejection and no one really, you know, especially in this day and age, likes the idea of walking up to people – in real life, like she said, not on Tinder or wherever else, sure. and starting that. And it's not the worst thing in the world to have a drink or two when you go to do that, you know? But right. you need well, to be able to find that middle ground between, like, I hate myself drinks and, like, I can do this <laughs> drinks. It sounds and, to me like she does have a really bad relationship with alcohol. Like, yeah, it does sound I mean, like her – it does sound like her drinking is unhealthy. Like, if you're blacking out – I have to say, for out of all – I mean, I've really – partied over the years we know this about me but i don't think i think the actual times of blacked out are very rare i've never actually blacked out i don't drink much so that's why oh. i was saying i back i oh, back yeah. it but uh three times for me yeah it's not i mean it's just two of which are the result of alcohol poisoning i would say gotcha. honestly it's with chicks it's harder too because especially in college i just remember being like shoveled liquor yeah like yeah. So, I mean, I didn't even know what I was drinking most of the time. So I will say this. I, I back the idea of, of, you know, of 
having the courage to to want a real interaction as opposed to an online one at least to have that be your jump off point i think it's really difficult you know to do that in this day and age but i would say like of actual productive advice like remember that everybody out there now is completely fucking petrified to talk to people for the most part like I, especially dudes it's like the truth and it it's will, like all, like all my dude friends who are single are like you know because i've been in a relationship for years now and they're just like you know oh you're so lucky man like i'm on tinder and i'm on this and it sucks and blah 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 and it's like but nobody's nobody's walking up to anybody and speaking to anybody so like right. if you're at in any type of social environment zumba wherever and there's a dude who you think is nice to look at like remember that the confidence in this day and age is like mind exploding like i know that if i was single and a girl walked up to me and was just like hey what's you know what's up like yeah and regardless of what she looked like yeah like just that energy like when you when you meet confidence now in that in that like territory it's very like disarming now because all of cell phone interactions and shit it makes it that much more special whenever you're vocal about what you want people will reward you yeah like just i mean honestly i've really found i know my mom gave me shit for this but i was saying like i really don't think i've been told that no that many times i don't think i ask a lot of questions (laughs) that's right i remember she was like i told you no i know and i'm like mom i know you did but in in life in general i don't believe i ask for a lot of outrageous demands so i i do find that when i do ask for something most of the time I'm answered with a yes. Right. I feel. So I, I but I also I also think that you need to know that like no one's exempt from this. Like everyone is uncomfortable totally. doing this. Yeah. Like it's un- it's very awkward. That's Absolutely. why there's so much music and movies and everything. I mean, it's it's a known emotional trigger point for a lot of people. So right. um that part of it, I would have to say, get over yourself a little bit because it's not unique to you. It's yeah. uncomfortable for everyone. And that being said, I would almost I take comfort in that, knowing totally. that everyone's just as uncomfortable as I am. I yeah. take great comfort in that. Yeah. So um, maybe reframe it that way mentally. Yeah. But also, I you know I have to say, I I do think it's concerning that. Three weeks after you do something as kind of big as not stopping drinking. I, I don't think she was addicted to drinking, but mm-hmm. it is even when you're in your early 20s and you don't drink, that's a big part of your social life that's all of a sudden needs to be supplemented somehow. Sure. And I think that it probably couldn't hurt her to spend some more time on herself. Like she doesn't. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, she had no stakes in this phone call that she made and she didn't sound confident. And that really, that says something to me that she sounded so sad and scared. Like that sounds like a person that needs to do some me time. I'm yeah, only saying maybe, it as a person you know, that's been there. See a therapist, get your, get your issues sorted out. Because um, I don't think just stopping alcohol is going to fix whatever right. you need to. Yeah. You need to explore why alcohol does that to you. Why is that yeah. your, yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I know. I'm like, Christina, I know. Sorry. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure some podcast listeners are saying that too. But um, Ryan, can I ask, how did you meet your lady friend? Um, I've been dating my girlfriend for five years now. We actually went to high school together, but didn't speak to one another in high school. And then um, I love those relationships. Uh, my my uh, my best friend from from high school, like the only the only dude I still speak to um, from high school, really. Uh, he was family friends with her. So like we were 
you know, we we're like high school kids, like crushing on her and being like, oh, there's, you know, there's Lisa, blah, blah, blah. She was a year older than us. Was so that's she a big like deal. really popular? No, she wasn't really popular, but she was. She was like a Winnie attract- Cooper type. Yes. That's a perfect, that's a perfect example. So me and my, we're, I'm also Catholic school. So ugly ass uniforms. Mm. Girls are in these long, hideous skirts, you know, like. Stifling. Shit was just terrible. And um, so it was like. It was a big deal to see a girl outside of school. Oh yeah, in plain clothes, especially since she was older than us. So Sean was family friend, so he would like report back to me, like, "Yo, I saw Lisa this weekend." And um, that's right. There's something so erotic about seeing someone in their regular clothes. Oh, when yeah. you go to a uniform school. Oh, it's crazy. I was a public school idiot, so I didn't have the experience. Yeah, it's weird. So um, <laughs> anyway, years and years later, now. I had just gotten off tour and he hits me up and he's just like, dude, you're never going to believe who I saw this weekend. Do you remember Lisa Blashley from high school? And I was just like, uh, yeah, of course, you know. And uh, he was like, you have to hit her up. And I'm just like, absolutely not. Like, I just got out of a relationship. I want nothing to do with anything like that. And he's like, dude, she's an artist. She fucking listens to the same shit you do, blah, 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 blah. Like, you have to. And then I ended up hitting her up. So wait, was she your rebound? No. No, not at all. I was in like, I just gotten out of a relationship, but that relationship was probably more of the rebound. You know, (laughs) that was like a four month thing that was just like, what the fuck am I doing? And now like we were about to start writing a record. So I was just like, I need to just focus on shit, you know? And then when I first met Lisa, like when I went to meet up with her, totally admitted to her later, like in the back of my mind, it was on like some like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to hook up with that girl who I used to think was super fine in high school, and then that's it. <laughs> right. That's it. This will be a fun weekend Story. thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's it. Also, like, the 17-year-old boy who still lives inside you, mm-hmm. would be, like, it would be, like, a moral victory for him. Exactly. Yeah. So I was just like, we're just going to hang, you know, uh, and that'll be a fun thing, and that's it. And because um, I suck at being single, so I also was convincing myself, like, yeah, you got this. What does that mean, this. you suck at being single? Um... I haven't been single much, so I guess I just suck at doing it. I don't think that's true. I think that that's- that means you're awesome at relationships. I guess so. I don't know. Uh, hmm. What is the know. part of you that likes to be in relationships so much? What is the part? Yeah, like what if you have to identify what it is about you that makes you a monogamous, like partnered? I mean, I don't know if you're monogamous, but like a partnered person. No, I am. Um, With honestly, like this sounds corny, but Lisa is really like, like when I when I shrink it to its most simple terms, it's like if I think about doing some wanting to go do something with somebody, I'd rather be doing it with her than anybody else. So it's like I'm gonna keep doing that. It's really very simple at its core, right? You know, like any girl who I've ever dated, it's usually the relationship itself has been at its core like a very strong friendship that then has like escalated and admiration yeah you know so it's like she's that person for me so it's like i i wouldn't want that to cease you know what i mean and then when relationships end for me it's because there's been some type of divide that causes it to to, you know i was with a girl for four years and we i was touring and she was in medical school and it was just like eventually conversation got to a point where I was just like, I'm I'm not listening anymore. Like this, neither of us are listening to one another and we don't have that thing anymore. So it's over. You know? Yeah. But when it, at first, like it was just, she was the person I wanted to do everything with, you know? Yeah. And then I, I think also, at least for me, I spend a lot of time alone. Like I've always been that way. Yeah. Uh, either working on music or just 
I enjoy being alone. So I've never been the type who's like, oh, what am I, like, what am I doing with my group of friends right. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night? Right. You know what I mean? It's like I'm working on shit or spending time by myself. And then when I'm not doing that, I want to be with her. You know, so I think that leads to the that element of monogamy or whatever. I know? understand that. I yeah. definitely understand that. I'm, I've always been a relationship person. I can't. But at the same time, I really am so glad that I was so single for a chunk of time. Like, I think that I was really, I remember thinking I had, like, I've always had older guy friends mm-hmm. when I was in my early 20s. Like, they would be in their early 30s. And yeah. um, more recently, they've said to me, yeah, I, like, never understood, like, why you always had such trouble with guys. <laughs> and I was like, I've never had trouble with guys. I was just in my 20s. Like, that's just like what most people's, the end goal for everyone is not relationship. Sure. So have you had like good experiences being single where you had like, because for me, I think part of the reason I say I suck at being single too is like when I was single and was just not looking for a relationship, but you know, looking looking to just hang with girls and, and not be all over the place, but that in between where it's, fucking healthy you know and yeah nine out of t- ten interactions are just we're insane well a lot and of I people are duds there's that i rarely find people that i really really like right which is why i get i think probably I, what i used to not be good at was letting go of something that wasn't right, right. like if i was being told no and i was like oh no no no, no but we're in a relationship and i was like <laughs> No, but we're not. And actually, I think you should see other people. And I'm like, but I'm your girlfriend, right? So, like, I was never, like, good at that. Okay. But um, at the end of the day, I think I am pretty boy crazy. And I've realized that recently about myself. It's not – I'm not boy crazy in the sense it's like, oh, I want to be around all the boys. But, like, when I'm single, I'm good at it, I think, because I really like – I like going out with guys. Like I like right. I like laughing with guys. I like converse. I mean, they're just they're uh, there's something intriguing there to me because to be honest, most of my relationships in my life have not been with straight men. Like I uh-huh. actually really realized in my last long-term relationship that I have very little information on what goes on with straight men. So you're talking about your friendships or just like you've discovered that ran- like the people you've hooked up with in the past all happen to be any relationships. I think I think that I realized that. OK, so I didn't have a dad and I was raised by uncles and aunts and I had a grandfather. But definitely we're like a matriarchy in my family. Mm-hmm. For sure. The women run shit. That's what's up. And all the guys that. that every woman in my family is married to I noticed this one they're all just good sports like every guy who's married to a chick in my family is a good sport and like that's it and it's the truth across the board so I in terms of being like passive I just there's kind of I mean Greg I think Greg I think no Greg is amused I think every all the guys in our family are amused like and they they're happy being that role i like that better than the norm you know what i mean like i like that better than the uh 
the male dominated, the old fashioned Are qualities. Are you a flower that you gardener see? person? Do you believe in that world? There's this like philosophy that in every relationship there needs to be a flower and there needs to be a gardener. Okay. Two gardeners can be together. Two flowers can never be together. And the analogy is essentially that <clears throat> there are some people that need to be stars and there are some people that need to be nurtured. And hmm. um, I had a realization about myself. You're a gardener? Yeah. How did you know? Because I, I just know a lot about you. Do you want to know what I am? You're a flower. I actually am a flower who thinks she's a gardener. Interesting. Because I put up with, I do so much work. I do all the work always. And I never make a fucking peep. And then I just wind up murdering everyone in their sleep. Like that is like, oh, like just tearing I'll be, flowers out. Yeah. Oh, it's just, just like terrible. Like, oh, like you're, we're, we're all on a lake vacation yep. and I'm stabbing your whole family in their sleep one by Sweet. one, room, room by room. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so uh, I, I, I don't know where I started with this, but I would say that that's what I'm thinking about. I think that makes sense. <laughs> I would, I would definitely be a flower. And if my if my girl was here, she would be just laughing and being like, "Yeah, you're you're the center of your own fucking universe." Uh, right. You know, she she would definitely. I definitely always do. You, I mean, but do you ever think? I don't know. Maybe I over because I am a flower. Mm-hmm. I over. Um, I place too much importance on my gardening, and okay. I'm like, uh, "Hello, has everyone seen that I'm an amazing gardener?" No, like, I we're a, totally alike in that way. Yeah, yeah, and I do the same thing. Yeah, and. and I, that's I I wouldn't call myself a martyr. In fact, I hate that. But mm-hmm. like, I do kind of find that sometimes I do simple actions, and I think they're way more because they're laborious for me. Yeah, hundred percent with you. Because my head's at my ass. Yep. I always tell my friends, I'm like, please, if you're ever mad at me, just say it out loud. Because ninety percent of the time, I'm running around with my fucking head at my ass, and I have no right. idea what anyone's problem is. Right. Like right, right. my biggest problem is me all the time. So there's that. Um, but you're honest about it. Yeah, but I, I, but you know, I, I, but I'm not one of those mm. like so, super. Not honest, but aware. That was aware. Oh word. no, for sure aware. Yeah. But and then in that I'm case, one of, I don't think I'm awesome. one of them either. You know what I mean? Like one of those crazy. I don't think I'm that into myself. I definitely hate a lot. If you're of myself. aware, then you can't be. Well, they say a narcissist can never call themselves a narcissist because an actual narcissist right. wouldn't be able to identify as being remotely self-absorbed. Right. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what a general is? Like a general meeting. A general what? A general meeting. I don't know if I do. Okay, so if you're when you're a right when you're a writer, uh-huh. you go on generals all the time, okay. and you go like this is what your agent does to keep you busy. And that actually, I have found for years, I would just fight back, and I'd be like, "Why am I going on these? I don't know how to talk to strangers." Right. Uh, and they'd be like, "Just trust me." And now that I'm starting to pitch, I under I'm like, "Oh, now I get it. Now I know I made the rounds." Gotcha. But there's a thing they do in generals when you sit down. They're just like, "So, tell me about you," and I've they heard give about you this. nothing to start from. Yeah. And so I always start with like, "Well, I was born in Lexington, Massachusetts." <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna do that to you. Okay. Tell cool. me about you. I was born uh, on Long Island in New York. Um, I was a pretty regular kid. I was into sports and, you know, pretty, pretty normal upbringing. And then I'd say around, around eight or nine years old, maybe I got into music, like really knew like something was up there Mm -hmm. and kind of did sports and music for a while. And then eventually got to a point where I just did music, you know, and, and, Mm -hmm. 
had like my two friends that I did music with and kind of disappeared from all. Other, That's so awesome you know. that you found it early. Yeah, I guess I never really uh, thought about the fact that I, that a lot of people struggle to find that. Right. You know I mean? yeah. yeah. I mean, no, it's cool. Like that's, yeah. that's a very cool thing. So then from there, um, let's see, all I wanted to do once I discovered, you know, playing in a band was go on tour. And I was fortunate enough that I came from Long Island where there's a scene there at the time when mm -hmm. I was, you know, 14, 15 years old. And, uh, so I saw it, like it was like tangible to me, you know, like I saw these dudes who grew up in the towns around me right. getting in a van and then in a bus. That's right. I careers. remember that time. That yeah. was very exciting. Totally. I'm and a, that time, yeah. What's up? I grew up during that time too. Right. And I knew kids from Long Island who did go on tour. Exactly. Oh God, I thought that was so hot. <laughs> and like when a guy would be like, I'm going on tour and yeah. then like he was driving to Rhode Island. I'm like, it's so fucking hot. Yeah. It was like the dawn of the internet when like it was easy yes. to make really good. Strictly MySpace. Yeah. yeah, and it was yeah. easy to distribute so that yeah. you could go on tour. Exactly, yeah. We used to sit in the, I think we had like a 1978 cargo van with just like two bucket <laughs> seats and we would sit on like the old power books just burning CDs and putting labels on them and then How many bands shows. have you been in? Uh, the I had, um, I mean like, you know, childhood bands or teenage bands that didn't go anywhere. But That then, counts too. That counts too. So then uh, uh the first one was with my buddy Justin, who's now a producer who goes by the name of Party Supplies, very successful producer in Brooklyn. He's cool. awesome. Um, and uh, so Justin, the first band, then, um, then, then, yeah, then I fell into the band that I really did most of my touring with. And then after that, that band was called Envy on the Coast. And then after that, I, uh, after that band ended, I started a band with um, my buddy Mike and Billy and my old uh, guitar player from Envy. Uh, Billy plays in a band called Dillinger Escape Plan. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had sort of a heavy project together called NK. And then after that, I started doing my own stuff. So what does really NK really mean? Actually, we were initially called North Korea. We oh. literally were just like, let's fucking do it. And, uh, and then Brian bailed on the project. We're still super tight, still make music together. But uh, the music sort of was less heavy and you know, evolved into something different. And then we signed a deal and the label was just like, you should decide now if you're going to stick with this or not. Cause like, I think things started to hit the news too. And North Korea was like really right. doing some gnarly stuff. So it's yeah. like, do you guys really want to carry this or not? You know? So we just were like, let's just, let's just call it NK. People can call us and North Korea or whatever the fuck they want. But I let's like just, that. So, so yeah. Wow. That's very interesting. I mean, I guess, that makes sense that they would come to you about something that could be that politically dicey. Yeah. The North Korea Facebook page <laughs> would get tagged in photos. I, I forward all the messages to Brad. Right. Anytime I get a message, I just send it to Brad because it's amazing. Like <laughs> The shit that I get is incredible. Brad's your manager, my boyfriend. Yes. Um, Just for people. He's yes. cool. He's very cool. And um, how did you guys meet? So I guess we met uh, through mutual friends who are from the Bay, who are from the Bay Area, because uh, it's pretty much like the same thing that I came from in Long Island with our music scene there. seems like the Bay had its own thing back in that era. So our crews kind of converged at one point. And, uh, and I met Brad through uh, my friend Matt Fozzi and Isaac Bolivar. And uh, Brad came to New York. Actually, I believe it was his first trip to New York. Uh, during CMJ and we got lunch and sort of met and hung out and he was like keep me up to date on what you're doing and then I told him I might be coming to LA and he was like you should definitely come here 
And uh, yeah, honestly, like back in New York, I had a lot of people who were working for me or doing cool things for me. But Brad was the first person who I really felt like actually gave a shit and got me. So I came to L.A. Awesome. Yeah, he's the man. Uh, I do think that L.A. is it's a necessary evil. Yeah, absolutely. It's I just like agree. if you want to really play ball, you got to come here. Totally. And I and I. And I actually wish that was not true very much. I would love to go live in New York or I would really love to live in Austin. I was going to ask you that, like being as though you're a writer, you feel like you have to be here, right? I don't have a choice at this point in my career. I mean, yes, there's there's always a world where you're super successful. You Mm -hmm. live wherever. Right. You send your scripts. You fly out here when when you need to. Of course. But that's a while away for me. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I've definitely had things that have come about you know, out here just from being in certain rooms or being in certain situations that I go home, I'm like, fuck, like that, that doesn't happen if I'm living in a cabin in the woods, you know? Tell us about your current thing real quick. Your first vows. Yeah, that's my, uh, my own project that I started back in New York and then came out here and got the guys together to basically make it into a band. And, uh, we've done a couple of shows here within LA. Um, and, uh, which has been rad and I'm now writing what will probably end up being the full length like the the first full that's so album. awesome yeah i'm pumped on it it's taken a bit of a different direction than than where i was at when i first started the project but that's because i've brought other people in and you know once you you know you make everyone's making music with headphones on it at a laptop right. now and then when you go and play the shit live like i think if it doesn't evolve that's weird you know right what I mean? well yeah. in, in writing i find that i'm not as good at that as i wish i could be and i wonder if it's similar to similar music that i find that if I can't make the story work the way that I thought it was mm-hmm. going to work, and that's a part of my vision, uh-huh. then I'm doing it wrong. What do you mean? As opposed to, as a, okay, so if something comes, if you go into something, you saying that the sound changed a lot. Yes. Or, okay. Yeah. I would be very freaked out if something tonally took a drastic turn. Oh, for you me. would like fight it. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. No, I've, I've always, if anything, what's been. What feels like a hindrance to me, though mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate because there's been a fan base that has followed every project that I've ever done. And I've done a lot of very different shit. That's and awesome. I, and I get these emails from people that I can't even believe that I'm like, God, like I'm under a fucking rock over here. Like, I, you know, no one even knows or at least I didn't think people knew I'm doing shit. And I'm getting these emails like I've loved every single thing your That's voice has amazing. been on. Yeah. So I'm fortunate for that. But I and then I guess I don't know. I don't. I don't fight it because I get bored easily. Like coming right. out here to LA, like seeing the landscape of what's going on and seeing what people are doing musically and then like experimenting with the live show. I'm just like, no, like the bar has to be higher and everyone's going this way. So I want to go this way, you know, in a, in a different direction if they're all heading that way, you know? Yeah. So, and partially just because it's what I feel, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I don't fight it. I, that's the only way I know how to do it though. Like that's, it's, cool. you know what I mean? Like I only know how to like, just run with it, you know? I mean, I, I'm, I would be, I would think that the equivalent of that would be like, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I mean, I feel like when I'm just writing personally, uh-huh. like when I was writing my book, that was very stream, like stream of consciousness turned into a million things I did not think it would ever be. Right. But in script writing, there's like, you're doing it wrong. Right. If there's you, an actual structure you have to abide by. Right. Right. And, is it music kind of the same thing? It is, and um, it is and it isn't. Okay. And it depends who you're speaking to, and it depends what type of music you're making. Okay. So if you're going into a session, 
with other writers, mm-hmm. yes, there's a formula. Uh, not necessarily a, necessarily a formula, but unspoken rules that it's like, I've never gone into a session with anybody that's like, you know, that I don't know as like, let's write a song today and been able to embrace the fact like, yo, let's just fucking jam and let's do like an eight minute thing. Like it, that doesn't, that's not going to happen on those incidents, <laughs> you know, but at the same token, like that's not to say that those records don't exist and people don't sure. break those rules in the best ways. And fish has done very well for themselves. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I think part of my thing, too, is that um, I rarely give a shit about the artist that has done the best thing that they could do within the confines of oh, those rules. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I always have gravitated to the dude or the group of people or female, whoever, who have smashed things together that don't belong together mm-hmm. and figured out how to make them work and therefore created something new. So that's always my journey. Like, I like that's that. Always man. my my thing. That's know? amazing. Yeah. It's annoying, but yeah, it's it can be fun. Let's take another call. Yo, Molly, what's going on? Um, basically, I'm calling for the first time because I'm kind of stressed about you know life and all these things, and you know I just need some advice on. Like, you know, how to maintain positive and how to be, like, you know, happy all the time, isn't it? Because right now, without a job and, you know, trying to look for a job is sort of difficult. So how to, how do I stay positive in um, a world full of so much negativity? Goodbye. Well, I'm so sad that you're sad, but there's nothing about this call I don't love. We made it to Jamaica. I literally can't. Or some sort of other Caribbean country that he comes from. I'm thrilled. Like, I'm so thrilled that this happened. I'm so sad that you're sad, though. Doesn't he sound sweet? Yeah, totally. But he wants, he has a very unrealistic expectation of wanting to be happy. Yeah. All the time. You can't. Can't it be happy all the time. It doesn't exist. No matter Otherwise, how much it wouldn't money. be happiness. No. It doesn't exist. Yeah. It implies a spike. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I would say if you want to get happy, um, you need to find some like chill, creative you time. Mm-hmm. Maybe lay down on the floor with some like cookies and magazines and roll around and like laugh at stuff and say things in your head that make you laugh. That's what I do all the time. <laughs> say things in my head that make me laugh. <laughs> what do you think, Christina? Um, I don't know. You just have to find new hobbies that you enjoy and sometimes you find joy in like discovering something new that you didn't realize you had a passion for. You should come to the United States and intern for Please Advise. (laughs) (laughs) I would love that. And that seems like that. Thank you for listening. I know. Can you just like call all the time? Will you please just call all the time and just say hi? Let us know. Update us on your happiness. 323-450-7408. That's also where people can call us and leave messages. Uh, Ryan, what do you think? I think, um, yeah, I think, first of all, accepting the fact that you're never going to just fully level out and plateau because it just doesn't exist. I, th- um, gonna, do I thought for a second you were going to say just accept the fact that you're never going to be happy, which is what I've done with my life. <laughs> no, Christina. No, you got to. It's like the thing that sucks about when you're bummed out or when you're depressed. Like I was going through this recently and it was just like I was sitting on the couch and was just bummed out about a whole bunch of different shit. And I realized in my brain, like, what what really sucks is that all I want to do is just sit here. 
I just want to sit here and do either nothing or do something that's not going to make me happy. Oh, depression's a warm blanket. Yeah. I mean, so, it's very comfortable. Right. So it's like, it's really easy to just be like, <laughs> I'll just watch a thousand episodes of something or whatever. Grey's Anatomy, which is what I've been doing. Yeah, it's all you feel like doing. But the truth is, it's you know, you'd be much better off if, you know, you went and started working out and then, you know, went and were just like, I'm going to go do this thing that is feels weird that I'm going to go to this place to try this thing out or whatever, because it's uncomfortable to and annoying to have to have it be this active thing. But the truth is, that's how you attain it. Doing something new is very exhausting. Yeah. You know, you got it. You got it. Maybe he could date this girl that called the sad single (laughs) girl. He'd come to America, date that girl, work for Please Advise. I actually think things are shaping up for you, my friend. Yeah. I think I think you just need to 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 really be proactive about it. Just enter new scenarios and and try new shit and just place yourself in situations you otherwise wouldn't. Because unfortunately, trying to attain happiness or being happy is like a, a very active thing. Be a man of the world. Yeah. And also be satisfied with what you do have because I'm sure he's got plenty to be happy about. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say, think about the worst time you've ever had in your life and the mm-hmm. fact that you're not there anymore. Yeah. It's really hard to when you're going through it, when you're in it, to remember that it's actually it is temporary. Yeah. It can go on for a really long time too, yeah. but it still will end. Yeah. So, cuz everything does. So Totally. Take comfort in the um temper temper temporariness yeah. of life. Is that that word? Yeah, sure. I guess so. Um, okay, next call. All or right, I'm sure I'm sure that? people will at reply us with the right word like they did this week. Hey, look, I was drunk. I know that word. It's culminated. I know that word. It's culminated. I, actually, I was very drunk. <laughs> I actually said that during the show, but I cut it out because I coughed right after. So yeah, no, you did. You did real good. It was funny. <laughs> it made me laugh. By the way, you guys, that episode has really good listening play counts so far. So thank you. All right. Um, Ryan, we have a game called Do You Fear That? Okay. You want to play it? Yeah, I'm down. It's a list of 50 fears. Um, the answers are yes or no, or okay. you can elaborate. Okay. One, being naked in front of someone who's angry with you. No. Really? No. I don't. Okay. The nudity thing doesn't bother me. Deep space. Fear it? No. Fire? Yes. Food in countries you've never been to? No. The dark? No. Unexpectedly seeing a naked adult? No. Clowns. No. Sleeping alone. No. Getting caught talking to yourself in the car. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I because I, I do it. I definitely do it. And I, then, I know. And then it creeps. <laughs> you can tell. No, I'm just saying. I I'm I asked the question as if I didn't know what the answer could be, and I do the same thing, right. and that's why I, it's the same reason I feel embarrassed. And it's yeah, it's not even it's it's the realization like oh I've been doing that, and then how long has the person next to me been driving next to me to be able to notice that I'm doing that? You but know, now that we have Bluetooth, we're all fine because we all look completely sane. Oh yeah, no, I count on that a lot, but yeah. I do have to say I've started the really unfortunate. Oh, it's just so unfortunate what I've started. <laughs> It's so unfortunate. I don't even know if I can be brought to say it out loud. Let's hear it. I'm talking to myself in the street a little bit. That's okay. I do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. No, no it's like, fine. that's crazy. No. no. I guess I'm a crazy person then because I no. do that quite often. My whole face feels hot. That I just admitted that out loud. Check it out. Everybody, <laughs> everybody out there now has the ability to 
reach for their phone and talk to anybody they want whenever they want. All right. The, the only difference is that we're we're fine because we're just like no, we don't need to tell anybody. We're just gonna. We're I'm just, just gonna, gonna say it to yeah, me. Yeah. So we're Molly, gonna, I think that's more sane, right? Sometimes I mouth dialogue <laughs> yeah. to fake scenes that I will never write. In yeah. the, while I'm walking. Yeah, that's great. I think that's fantastic. With hand gestures. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because I'm from from Brooklyn. I think it's and great. And that's how we communicate. Yeah. No, you're you're totally you. so, A-OK. You're pretty normal. You're yeah. doing better than I am. Uh, yeah. What's so crazy is I think of you as such like a internal person. I can't imagine that. <laughs> I can't. Oh, yeah, I do that. Uh, right. And then I get deeply embarrassed because I get caught quite frequently doing it. Nice. Yeah. I know. And you're like, I'm crazy. Yeah. Little person porn. What? Do you fear that? Fear it? No. No, not fear. No. Germs? Mm, no. Saying a new word out loud for the first time? Yeah. I know. Yeah, right? that one sucks. Um, being the only person in your friend group who doesn't understand the movie you just saw. Say it one more time. Being the only person in your friend group who doesn't understand the movie you just saw. Yeah. Yeah, sure. First dates. Well, it's been a while, but yeah, definitely. I would fear that one. Finding out that you've been suffering from a severe mental illness your entire life. <laughs> yeah, that sounds terrible. Watching mold grow on nature shows. Uh, no. What you'll see when you look in the mirror. Yeah. Lena Dunham's success. No. Dancing in public. Yeah. You know what's interesting? You know, Tanya was actually kind of not 100% positive about how he felt about Lena Dunham's success, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. Because I actually was like, this is going to be like, why are you even asking me this question? Right. Did he have reasons or... I didn't pry. I usually okay. don't pry on that one because most of the time I don't really like what I think someone's answer. What I perceive right. anyone's answer is going to be is like pretty unfortunate. Um, singing in public. Uh, no, totally. Unless it's karaoke. Miss. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Can I karaoke. tell you something? I really hate professional musicians at karaoke. Get the fuck out I of the I thought you building. were going to just stop it. No, I really musicians. hate. Like you guys suck. No, that's I, why I don't do it. Well, what are you supposed to do? Like anytime, like I've had friends who've been like, yeah, come dude it's my birthday whatever i'm like what do you want me to go up there and and make believe i'm wasted and not try and make a joke out of it and right or, or like, do you want to try like, and then and really be an asshole feel uncomfortable yeah and be weird so yeah it, and no matter how you do it it's gonna be weird never well maybe you should try like a, a genre that's like completely different from you that would not fit you your voice true it still always feels weird mm. it feels weird because i can imagine i've only done it twice like, it's kind of cool when someone like, I don't know, like if Josh Groban started doing like the thong song, that would be weird and he wouldn't necessarily right. kill it, but right. I would leave. Yeah, I would I'd leave. Actually I got to say, I, I could do down. without that. Yeah. I have no problem with Josh Groban. Don't want to see that. <laughs> no. <laughs> would pay a dollar to not see that. Missing 100%. out on events slash parties? Hell no. I mean, go to events slash parties? Yes. That you're a fraud? Yes. That no one would ever romantically love you if your face got burned off with acid? No. Miss Pr you have no fear of that. You really think that you can just carry the whole thing? No, faceless. All right. Yeah, maybe I'll say that. I guess it would be okay. insane a not lot to of fully people, assess it. A lot of people say they do not fear that, by the right. way. I just go, I just think that would be... I don't think I could do... Like, I, no. If you were to, like, go back to questions and, and ask me, like, 
like weigh them out like the the face acid thing or going to a social event right i would immediately say that the face acid thing would be easier for me so right I, that's why I it's that's why it's instinct to be like oh no no yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no i mean you're right it, it could be about the way the questions are ordered but um at the <laughs> At the same time, I, I don't I think when a lot of people process that question, they're like, is my face everything? I think that that's what they think and they don't think. Right, right. Could I operate with a melty flesh face? Because you don't have to just, like, get a new face or like you just don't get a face. Like, And that's yeah. very alarming for people to see someone without a face. That's <laughs> true. People don't know how to process that. That's true. I want to be weird. Like, I mean, I love I love being different. I don't want to be like that, different right. like that. No offense if your face has been burned off with acid. <laughs> Mispronouncing someone's name every time you see them and never being corrected. Yeah, that sounds awful. Spending a week in Times Square. Uh, no, that's okay. Contracting an STD. Um, yeah, that sounds like it'd be scary. Blindly reaching into a bag of jelly beans and putting one in your mouth without looking at it. No, that's that's chill. Going through TSA. Mm, yeah. Needles. No, fine with them. Why do you fear going through TSA? Uh, because I always think like no matter how many times I check my bag, it's like uh, there's weed in here somewhere. Catholic. Yeah. Same thing. There's just I've gotta already, be weed in here. I've already convicted myself. I'm mm. already like like planning how I'm going to tell my cellmate that like she can rape me, but like, please just like be chill about it. Like, (laughs) um, I'm cause I'm, I was a good kid and I was like, you know, I didn't drink or smoke or do anything until like way late in life. But I'm that dude that like, despite that, the one time that I let my guard down, I'm getting arrested. That's when you you get AIDS. I I think, I think that about AIDS. Uh, what's in tap water? Yeah, that's terrifying. Spending a month or more with your family and only your family. Yeah. Sunday nights. <laughs> no, Sunday nights are great. That you have bad body odor or breath and no one knows how to tell you. No, I probably do. It's fine. Commitment? No, I'm fine with that. Becoming homeless? Uh, no. Change? No. Falling in love with a stripper or sex worker? A stripper who what? A stripper or sex worker. A prostitute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that sounds interesting. That sounds like it'd be fun. Really? Yeah. You would. You wouldn't be jealous. Um, of course I would be jealous. Right. But I don't know if I'd be scared of the situation. I wouldn't be fearful of it. It would be a really like confusing place to be in. Right. Wild time in your yeah. life. Yeah. It's like that sounds interesting. You know. <laughs> Remember like- that year I dated a stripper. Right. Um, <laughs> you dated a prostitute. Exactly. Uh, vomiting. Uh, yeah, vomiting sucks. Bugs. No, I'm okay with bugs. Being fisted. Yeah, that's frightening. Unusually good looking people. Yeah, that's scary too. The dentist. No. Death. No. Knowing what your hot dog's made of. Yeah, that's frightening. Crying in public. Uh, no. Yeah. Being with a woman who's crying in public? Yep. Being arrested for a murder you didn't commit? Yep. Heights? Yes, I'm scared of heights. The idea that your worst enemy might be right about you? Yeah. Birds. Birds? Mm-hmm. No, birds are birds. A lot cool. of people fear birds. You'd be surprised. Yeah, my mom's scared of birds ever since the Hitchcock film. Flapping? Is it, the, is it the flapping that scares her or like they might peck her? I don't know. I think it might just be that the film was that like she probably saw it too young. And ever since then, it just like in, ingrained it. Yeah, in that's mind. true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Hi, Malls. My name is Ben and I have a family drama question. 
Uh, quick background. I grew up in Montana, parents divorced when I was really young. Uh, dad moved to California shortly thereafter for work. Uh, the first person my mom dated after the divorce was my dad's niece. Now, my dad didn't know my mom was a lesbian. I mean, she's like kind of a, I don't want to say bull dyke, but she's, you know, one of the rougher lesbians. I don't know how he didn't know, but he didn't know. And he certainly didn't know that she was dating his niece once he moved out of town. <clears throat> Pardon me. So there's the background on that. Uh, she kept it from him for years. She was, you know, very slowly came out. But she, I come from a big Irish family, so my mom and all my family, especially my cousin Mike, are all drinking buddies. So they routinely get drunk up together, get in fights, make up the next day, get drunk up, repeat, repeat, repeat. So one night after they got into a, a booze-fueled argument, at around 3 a.m., my cousin Mike called my mom, or called my dad, rather, in California, and spilled the beans, told him she was a lesbian, living with his niece, and that his young children were being subjected to all this. He's since gotten divorced because he's a big old gay mo himself, so maybe he was, you know, working out something on his own, but... Anyway, that's how that went. He, my dad called the next day, wanted to know, hey, what's going on? Uh, my mom immediately handed the phone off to me and, you know, talked to your father. Because at 12 years old, that's the conversation I should be having with my dad. But anyway, the point is, my cousin Mike, that was the last straw in a long line of him doing and saying stupid shit when he was drunk. So even at the tender age of like 12, 13 years old, I was like, fuck this guy. I wrote him off. Haven't talked to him in years. That was the mid-late 90s, and I completely wrote him off. And this week I got a message on my Facebook page being like, hey, your mom told me that you're mad at me for some phone call I made. I don't even remember that. And it's like, well, of course you don't. You're, a, you're an alcoholic dipshit. So my question is, should I just, you know, I'm he lives in Colorado. I live in California now. I'm never going to see him again anyway for sake of – you know, family harmony. So I just like, you know what, let bygones be bygones. Accept his Facebook friend request and let him, you know, live on my Facebook wall and post his, you know, Islamophobic post, every, you know, once every two weeks and be done with it. Or should I just not leave this toxic energy out of my life and just, you know, family unity be damned? <laughs> All right. Well, for, can I just say that his description of his mom essentially sounds like she's a can of man witch. Like, she doesn't even sound like a person. She just sounds like a cartoon of, like, the most masculine lesbian in the whole world. That's just what I will tell you. Your words are powerful because that's what that conjured up in my head. I wouldn't accept this guy's request. Would you? I would say... Uh, well, first of all, I love that he already has the foresight to say, like, to see the oh, is, yeah. the Islamophobia posts because that's amazing. Because it's the truth. That's exactly 100%. where this is going. Like, those those people fucking love Facebook, and it's oh, amazing. Yeah. If you're but, if you're homophobic, you yeah. love Facebook. If you hate anything, that's <laughs> that's where you live. It's so. Very true. Uh, but I would say the only the only way I would I would respond and and say like yeah for for you know whatever let's let's just keep it peaceful is if it's bothering him 
You know what I mean? Like if it's in the back of your mind that like you don't like there being like tension somewhere in your life. Right. Then it's going to clear your mind by saying like I'm not holding a grudge because some people have, you know, that weighs on them. You know what I mean? Like it's almost more energy to hold the grudge or if or if you think it's going to cause problems and it's, you know, then I would say do it. But otherwise, I don't believe in the whole like for the sake of family unity thing. If your yeah, family's I fucking nuts. I don't believe nuts, in that either. That. Yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, look like that. The fact that he... Doesn't he, he's not even taking, I mean, look, even if your mom did say that you, you were angry with him about a phone call, like your mom probably told him what phone call it is. So this whole like, I don't even have a phone. Like that whole, like this act he's doing is ridiculous. Right, right, right. I honestly would be insulted. I'd be pretty insulted. I would bail on the whole thing. That someone that made a a pretty, uh, that a lot of people would say that might be the inciting incident in this man's life that's sent them all on a journey of wildness. Um, So I I would not, yeah, no. I'm big on that. I I, want fuck family. What does that mean? I was just thinking the other day. liars. Because I got a friend request from one of my extended family members and I was like, you know what? We live in a day and age where like I can choose my family. Totally. And so I'm not going to accept this friend request. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's silly that people take that so personally. Yeah. You know? Oh, they totally do. Well, look, you know, like East Coast, too, especially we are about family. It's like, you know, you're Italian. Christina's Puerto Rican. I'm Irish. We are of our clan. Absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? We're yeah. about that. And so it is difficult to reconcile. Like, am I not a sh- am I a shitty person? Yeah. Because you're supposed to love your family. But yeah. I I. You know, I wonder if this is why he's calling her, if this is just total- – I actually, like, talk a lot about this because I, when I was 10 years old. I decided I didn't want to have a relationship with my father anymore. Right. And I maintained that throughout my entire life, yeah. like, through his death. And I didn't go to his funeral or anything like that. And I think a lot of people would view that as callous. But, like, that for me was survival. And I think that, you know, it doesn't sound like this guy has that big of an impact on your life. But I do think that – even introducing people in your like area that yeah. might even have some sort of malicious intention or evil eye on you or anything like that is crazy. Yeah. So fuck it. Yeah, agreed. I had a good I have a good relationship with my parents and I had a really good childhood, but when I first met my girlfriend, uh became aware that her very similar situ- situation to you but with her mother mm-hmm. and I didn't get it because I'd never experienced anything like that. Like I right. didn't experience the like complete I'm not, I don't answer texts. They come in the calls. I ignore all of them and I won't go into detail of her, her mom's history, sure. but like I totally didn't understand it and said I'm things. I'm in the same boat with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I said things at one point or another, but you know, that's your blood or whatever, you know, or like, you know, there's always room for forgiveness or whatever. And she would say like, no, you don't understand until like years into our relationship, I saw like one or two incidents that were just like. Oh, this person's sick and there's never been right. any element of a maternal, you know, position or any like she doesn't give a shit about my girlfriend. She doesn't, you know what right. I mean, like and then when you when you witness that, you're like you've had strangers in your life who have cared more about you than this person who's right. your blood. So why the fuck would I ever say that? You know what I mean? You like, used you know. a key word too. Sick. Like, I yeah, don't know what the deal totally is sick. with your girlfriend's mother, but it sounds yeah. like, you know, we know this guy, uncle Mike is, is obviously an alcoholic. Right. My father had substance abuse issues. Like same thing with this situation. Unfor- you know, yeah. unfortunately when you're an addict, it's not your choice. Like it just right. runs your fucking life. Right. And it's really hard not to take that personally because, and especially if the person is not taking any steps 
to it's not like he left a right. comment on Facebook that was like, yo, I fucked up. I'm trying to clean my shit up. Right. He said, like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Let's right. go to the bar. You right. Know, like, it's that we you know, it's that it's very it's that deni- level of denial is really unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I would say like I I back anybody's decision to to, you know, not be slave to the whole it's blood thing. And you know what? That's it's sad. That's really oh, sad. Yeah, it absolutely. sounds like he's a terror. It doesn't sound like he's a great person, but yeah. you also have to think no one is born like that. Right. No one comes into the world a bad person. Totally. Something happens. There's some sort of mental chemistry situation, but that's that's a person that at one point in his life was not an alcoholic, not using, and it became a problem for him. That's really sad to think about that journey, and that might help you find some I don't know if you need it, but some compassion, maybe mentally reframe it that way so that you're looking less at what you do as like an action to hurt him and more like an action to just protect yourself the way that you would. Um, I wouldn't want, even though I that that person wouldn't be living in my apartment, I still wouldn't be happy about having a sex offender in my building. Right. <laughs> it's kind of how I feel. Yeah. It might be analogous, but whatever. No, no. I know what you mean. Um. All right. That was episode 59 of Please Advise. Wow, that was it. We're out of the 50s. This is it. Ryan, thank you so much for coming. Of course. Thank you for having me. 323-450-7408. That's the number you can call to send us your updates and also leave messages. We need them. Askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're on soundcloud.com slash pleaseadvise and Instagram or what's it called? iTunes? That's what it's called? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We are on Instagram and on iTunes. Yeah, we're on all of them. Uh, Subscribe. Leave five stars, write a review. It helps us. It helps the show. And um, we would appreciate that support. Um, I think that's it. Christina, do you have any final words? No. You're good? I'm good. We've been here all day. I'm good to go. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's fuck shit up. Bye. Yeah. All right.